This chapter is called Pa Finds the Homestead. After breakfast next morning, Pa took his gun and set out. All that morning, Laura was listening for a shot and not wanting to hear it. All morning, she remembered the great wolf sitting quiet in the moonlight that shimmered through his thick fur. Pa was late for dinner. It was long past noon when he stamped the snow from his feet in the lean-to. He came in and put his gun down on the wall. He hung his cap and coat on their nail. His mittens hung by their thumbs to dry on the line behind the stove. Then he washed his face and hands in the tin basin on the bench before the small glass that hung above it, and he combed his hair and his beard. Sorry, I, I, I kept dinner waiting, Caroline, he said. I was gone longer than I thought, went farther than I intended. Doesn't matter, Charles. I've, I've kept dinner warm, Ma replied. Come to the table, girls. Don't keep Pa waiting. How far did you go, Pa? Mary asked. Better than ten miles, all told, he said, said Pa. Those wolf tracks led me a chase. Did you get the wolf, Pa? Carrie wanted to know. Laura did not say anything. Pa smiled at Carrie and said, Now, now, don't ask questions. I'll tell you all about it. I went across the lake and followed the marks you girls had made last night. And what do you suppose I found on that high bank where you saw the wolf? You found the wolf, Carrie said confidently. Laura still said nothing. Her food was choking her. She could hardly swallow the smallest mouthful. I found the wolf's den, Pa said, and the biggest wolf tracks I've ever saw. Girls, there were two big buffalo wolves in that den last night. Mary and Carrie gasped. Ma said, Charles, it's too late to be scared, scared now, Pa told them. But that's what you girls did. You went right up to the wolves' den, and there were the wolves. Their tracks were fresh, and all the signs shows plain as day what they were doing. It's an old den from their size. There are no young wolves. I'd say they've been living there for some years, but they haven't been living there this winter. They came down from the northwest sometime yesterday evening and went pretty straight to that den. They stayed in it and out of it, maybe till this morning. I followed their tracks from the den down the big slough out to the prairie southwest. From time to time they left uh, from the time they left, left the old den, those wolves never stopped. They trotted along side by side as if they had started a long journey and knew where they were going. I followed them far enough to be sure I couldn't get a shot at them. They were left for good. Laura took a deep breath as though pa she had forgotten to breathe till now. Pa looked at her. You're glad they got away, Laura? he asked. Yes, Pa, I am, Laura answered. They didn't chase us. No, Laura, they didn't chase you. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why they didn't. And what were they doing at the old den, Ma wondered. They were just looking at it said Pa. My belief is they came back to visit the old place where they lived before the graders came in and the antelope left. Maybe they lived there before the hunters killed the last buffalo. Buffalo wolves were all over this country once, but there's not many of them left now, even round here.
The railroads and the settlements keep driving them farther west. One thing's certain, if I know anything about wild animal tracks, those two wolves came straight from the west and went straight back west, and all they did was stop one night at the old den. And I wouldn't wonder if they're pretty nearly the last buffalo wolves that'll ever be seen in this part of the country. Oh, Pa, the poor wolves, Laura mourned. Mercy on us, Mother said briskly. There's enough to be sorry for without being sorry for the feelings of wild beasts. Be thankful the brutes didn't do any worse than scare you girls last night. That isn't all, Caroline, Pa announced. I've got some news. I've found our homestead. Oh, where, Pa? What's it like? How far is it? Mary and Laura and Carrie asked excited, and Ma said, That's good, Charles. Pa pushed back his plate, drank his tea, and wiped his mustache and said, It's... It is just right in every way. It lies south of where the lake be lake joins the big slough, and the slough curves around the west of it, and there's a rise in the prairie to the south of the slough. It will make a nice place to build. A little hill just west of it crowds the slough back on that side, and on a quarter section there's upland hay and plowland lying to the south, and good grazing on all of it, everything a farmer could ask for, and there's and it's near the town site, so the girls can go to school. I'm glad, Charles, Ma said. It's a funny thing, Pa said. Here I've been looking around this country for months and never finding a quarter section that's just exactly suited me. And that one was lying there all the time. Likely enough, I wouldn't have found it. I wouldn't have come across it at all. If this wolf chase hadn't taken me across the land, across the lake, and down along the slough on that side. I wish you had filed on it last fall, Ma worried. Nobody be here in this winter, Pa said confidently. I'll get out to Brookings and file on that claim next spring before anybody else is looking for a homestead. And that's the end. The next chapter is called... Christmas Eve.